What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. We have another awesome show for you guys this week. We are previewing NFL Week 4 with the Jaguars' only primetime matchup of the season. We think the Red Sox are absolute frauds, and we preview some preseason hockey. All right, y'all, let's have a great show. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> it's Saturday. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah, Kendra, I see you ladies. <laughs> Y'all know what time it is. Uh. <laughs> Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place that y'all gravitate. Looking like a boss, I just had to say it. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. Alright, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. My name is Kendra Middleton, and I am joined by my co-host, as always, Sarah Griffin, who really put effort in today to looking way better than me. And I am so impressed. She looks so good. Here I am in like a t-shirt and we're on YouTube now. So you can see us. So we know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you you put in work for YouTube or you just looking extra sexy today? I was, (laughs) well, I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. So Mm. I'm trying because I'm like, I need to look good because I can't shower before my haircut. So, okay. All right. So what are you doing to your hair tomorrow? Um, well, I kind of want to like cut it, not short, cause I don't look good with short hair, but like a decent ish amount just cause Ooh. I kind of have the Hermione Granger hair going on now. Mm. And I want to get like layers just to make it more manageable. Cause my hair is a lot. <laughs> Are you keeping it blonde? Yeah. Yeah. See, I yes, am, I am terrified of haircuts. I get my haircut maybe once a year and I cry every time. Well, that's the thing is I like my hair long, but like I just have so much it's like unmanageable and I've reached the point now like I like start sweating when I like straighten or curl it so yeah I'm like okay it's time yeah I feel like the winter is a good time to do that too because in the summer you have to wear your hair up all the time because it's so hot in the winter you can just kind of like boom um yeah I'm like I don't really give a fuck about my hair in the winter totally I don't either um especially because I'm wearing hats and shit all the time like I just I don't care mm-hmm. um not that I really care anyways as most of you know but <laughs> what are you <laughs> drinking tonight dude um tonight I have two mango white claws as well wow. as a tangerine white claw wow so a little white claw girl <laughs> yeah did you like did you like that tweet that I posted of fucking Peyton Manning <laughs> I thought that was savage. I bet he has a little white claw girl. He has to be, dude. Um, so I am drinking my fruit smash from New Belgium. I am so obsessed with these cans. I think I'm going to drink these until the day I die. But um, we have our seltzer rankings this week because we forgot to do them at the end of the show last week. So yes, I have the fruit smash now in my top three. Um, so I posted a poll uh, like a week ago asking if high noons counted as seltzers and the majority of you said yes. So my top three are the hoot strawberry kiwi. And this is just solos, like not packs. Like this is my favorite pack of seltzers, I would say, but solo seltzers, okay. hoot strawberry kiwi, uh, the new Belgium tropical punch that I'm drinking right now, even though this one is definitely my favorite just because of the can. Um, but if it wasn't in this can, I'm being, I'm being, I'm being honest here. 
Um, and then three are <laughs> high noons. I love the pineapple one. So those are my top three. And then my bottom, showing love to Hoot Seltzers and Night Shift Brewing. Um, but I have to be honest, my least favorite is the Hoot Pineapple Coconut. I think that is the worst seltzer I've ever tried. But yeah, my top two are, and they're really just tied because I love this can and I feel like that pushes it like tied for number one with the Hoot Strawberry Kiwi, but that shit just tastes so much yeah. like a fucking Capri Sun that I cannot. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if I would say any of the Hoot Tropical Seltzer or what was it? There's the, oh, the fruit. The yeah, smash. those ones. The fruit smash pack. I really like the tropical one. I think it's close to my top three, but not quite there yet. Although I did drink them all now, so maybe it Damn. is. <laughs> okay, so what are your what are your top three and your like last? Like so top three and your least favorite. Okay, top three is still the lover boy, orange chai, watermelon white claw. And then I do really like that blue raspberry bud light, like the summer pack. Mm-hmm. But that one is seasonal, whereas the New Belgium one, the Tropical Punch, might move up to that third spot just because you can get it year-round. True, and true. Bottom? I mean, the entire fucking flannel pack is just Oh my terrible. god, I forgot about that. That has to be my I'm like, bottom. that's my entire bottom. No, I forgot about <laughs> I that. Don't no. Like... Mm-hmm. The worst. Like There's the not, whoa. like the best one was the apple. And even though I was like, no, it's like a five at best. Oh, yo, I like just housed an entire plate of spaghetti. And now I'm like gagging, thinking about that pack of fucking Bud Lights. <laughs> See, I haven't eaten yet today. So I'm like, well, you haven't eaten yet, like, Sarah, it's 6.30. <gasps> Drinking on I'll an empty that. stomach. I would say this is breakfast. The second one's lunch. <laughs> the third <laughs> one's dinner. <laughs> Speaking of drinking on an empty stomach, last week Sarah and I went to the Friday night Red Sox Yankees game, and I did not eat. And there was an open bar, and I got absolutely fucking mangled. It was awesome but hilarious my roommate before we left was like you should eat something can I make you anything please eat and I was like no I'm just gonna eat a couple chips and like I'll get drunker quicker it'll be fucking lit and I died that night I think Sarah and I were home like before midnight like easily I would say Um, that open bar the thing oh my god (laughs) but I had so much fucking fun I had so much fun I was like telling my mom about, I was like, that is the only time I'll ever in my life probably drink for free at Fenway. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, we we made it worth it. Um, And Bill was the highlight of my life. (laughs) Bill, 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 Bill. I'm like, he he must be a season ticket holder or something because he was just way too comfortable there, which good for him. He should be. He was running that whole section. (laughs) He has fucking iconic dance moves iconic Mm -hmm. dance moves (laughs) the king of fenway there you have it he really Um, is i'm sorry that i flamed you so hard with that sweet caroline tweet i just genuinely had to okay i was so okay with that because i feel like you know how it is like when you're like live tweeting sports you will tweet fucking anything in the moment and i was just like fuck the red Sox, fuck joe west (laughs) fuck the fans of the Red Sox as if I'm not a Red Sox fan. I was like, fuck all you happy people on my TV. I was like, all of you are going to hell. 
Even if that wasn't Caroline. me two nights ago, having the time of my life as they're down like four runs. <laughs> oh, we, dude, I forgot about me standing on the chair and screaming until like the next morning when I saw videos and I was like, oh, sick. Like this is fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, that Yankee series was an absolute shit show. And I know that you asked for a few minutes to pop off about it. So I'm going to let you pop off and then I will uh, give you some closing thoughts on this series. Okay. Yeah. You know, Friday night, I feel like I don't really have too strong feelings about Friday night, maybe just because we were there and I was having a good time, but I was like, they're not going to sweep the Yankees. Like it's not the beginning of the season. That's not going to happen again. Like as nice as it would be, I'm like, okay, this was our one loss. It did suck because it was with Avaldi on the mound starting. He just had like a dud of a start and usually so good against the Yankees. And he's like pretty much next to sale. The only reliable starter we have left, but I was okay with that. I was like, whatever, tough loss, get over it. That fucking game Saturday. I think it was a Stanton Grand Slam. That was probably the most depressing moment so far. Well, I think it will be the most depressing moment this whole season for Reds for the Red Sox, whereas it was probably the most important moment for the Yankees this season. I know there's like some sort of like nerdy, like little baseball reference stats, like CWPA, just like that's your championship win probability. The Yankees went up after that Grand Slam 0.8, which is like the biggest increase there's ever been in that stat to win the championship after that grand slam. And I'm like, yep, that checks out. I feel like that just shifted the whole series from that moment on, you know, Stanton already was going off between, he just has been owning the Red Sox. Basically he had 10 RBIs in that season. Whereas not that season, that series, whereas the Red Sox scored a whole nine runs throughout the entire thing. So that just kind of gives you a perspective of how it looked, you know, nothing was going the right way for the Red Sox. But at the same time, it's not like the Yankees were playing great baseball. Both sides, especially in that game Sunday, defensively were horrendous. Bobby oh. Dahlbeck, I <laughs> if, I don't know if he's scared of the fucking wall or something. But I said like, the same he thing. He did the same thing. Mm-hmm. He did the same thing Saturday and Sunday. And I was like, okay, I've seen you make this mistake before. But when he did it Saturday, I was a little more forgiving. But then Sunday you just made the same mistake yesterday like that was right after the whole thing with Vasquez with the drop on the transfer and like you needed to make that catch like that at bat needs to be over you know Aaron just get him out of there but awful. no he fucking that was horrendous and I'm not saying it was all on Bobby's like defense like again it was bad on both sides the Yankees I was clowning on them because they had some who is it it was fucking what's his face Gallo had that ridiculous drop oh my god yeah I would say that was like the most textbook fly ball whatever but yeah they the Red Sox lost that game themselves like the Yankees did not deserve to win that game but neither did the Red Sox and then you get Aaron Judge on base and get Stanton up of course it's gonna blast a fucking three-run homer it was just like the most draining depressing series I was so fucking mad Sunday night like I was legitimately furious I was like I'm never watching this team like the rest of the season you know I was defending them saying like oh they're not like the 2011 team like no this is so different it's it's starting to feel like the 2011 team especially after the Orioles yesterday yeah on the fucking 10 year anniversary of game 162 
in game in fucking 2011. And I'm like, if I don't know, I had a feeling I'm like, yeah, something stupid's going to happen. This Orioles series, they should sweep this. Like there is no reason for them not to sweep the fucking Orioles, but embarrassing. No, I don't. I honestly don't like, like it's so bad. Like their defense is absolutely atrocious. And then on top of that, like you go into a game against the Orioles, that is a must win situation. I don't know how they're still alive at this point. And you go in with a lead and you can't hold your lead through nine innings. Like wh- what the fuck happened last night? Like there's no, like I have, I tweeted the other night and I got f- like sort of a, a little bit of appreciation and then a little bit of backlash, but I tweeted and I said, I have zero faith in this Red Sox team. And I mean that mm-hmm. I have no faith in them. I think that they have gotten very lucky through the second half of the season to even still be in this conversation. And it's, oh, I think that it's, thousand percent. it's, yeah. And it's, it's a problem. It's embarrassing. And there's no reason that, People should be blindly supporting them right now. Like they lost to the fucking Orioles in a must win situation last night when they should have had that game in the bag. Well, yeah. And like Chris Sale's like, oh, like he was only talking about himself and his pitching. He's like, yeah, that fucking sucked. But I'm like, yeah, that's it sucked that he let up a two run home run to Ryan Mountcastle, whatever. Yeah, that sucks. But I'm like, it also like your offense can't score more. Like, I'm sorry, letting up a two run home run should not be the end of the game. Like that's not- and it was in what the fucking sixth inning like and that was it the Red Sox did not do anything else nothing it's not on one person it's offense you know it's a team effort the team sport the bullpen's been horrendous defense horrendous starting pitching can't like I don't know I'm not I don't it was not Chris Sale's best start especially given it was the Orioles and it was a do or die situation but he's not really at the top of my list of people I'm mad at. Neither is Evaldi, even though he did not last very long Friday night. I just think I was saying for like the last couple of weeks trying to defend him. I'm like, no, like, I think they care. Like, I think they care. I don't know about that anymore, especially yeah. given how close this wild card race has come down to. Like, I think the Mariners are more defer- deserving or the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love to see there those two teams in there. Yeah. I, I would love to see the Mariners. I think that they're a really exciting team right now, but we, we talked about the disappointment. We talked about the frustration and all of those sorts of things. And I, I just, I don't know who is to blame here. I know that like the bullpen is obviously very depleted and exhausted, but it's just embarrassing. Like their lack of defense is insane. And it's like, it, we talked about this early in the season. It's like some nights they'll put up double digits and then other nights they can't get a single hit. And it's just embarrassing. Like I just, I'm so frustrated living here and like covering this team because it's like, it should be fun. It should be exciting. They were the best team in baseball at one point and they got better. And it's just been so, so, so disappointing. And I, we talk about them caring. We've talked about this. We've addressed this a lot. And it's like, you were still sort of in the camp of, I do think they care. And I just told, I was like, I don't think they care at all. I think that they don't care about each other. They don't care about this team. They don't care about this season. And I'm starting to think that Cora is just absolutely checked out. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with Cora. You know, I feel like he, there's only so much you can say to the media. I understand that. But I'm just tired of hearing like, oh yeah, that was the toughest loss of the season. Like over and over again. Like there needs to be some sort of changes. I don't know at this point what those changes have to be, but you're down to the wire. Like get fucking weird with it. Who cares? Like it's do or die. And last night was so unacceptable. Like I don't know how I'm going to watch tonight. I will watch tonight, but yeah. And at this honestly, point, 
it's really hard to cheer for any of those people. <laughs> it is. And it's like, I, I think a lot of people see me sort of as a villain in this market covering this team because I'm so sort of negative at this point about it because I don't have faith in this team. And it's like by some miracle, even if they do make the postseason, they're not going to go anywhere. No, that's the thing. Like we're all like, I'm like, so like emotionally invested. I'm like, oh my God, the Red Sox team make the wild card. They, even if they on some chance, I think, I will say, I think their best chance to win the wild card is if they're up against the Yankees. I don't think they could beat the Blue Jays in a one no. game. And Mariners, to be honest, I'd rather just see the Mariners win if it oh was God, Mariners, yeah. Red Sox. I think the Mariners deserve it more. But if it was Red Sox, Yankees, I think that's the Red Sox best chance at winning a wild card. They're going to get fucking swept as soon as they're in the ALDS. Like, yeah, I don't really care. Like, and I'll watch all those games. It'll be a waste of my time. I'll be frustrated. I'll be like, I just want the season to be over. So, um, I see that you have Devin Williams in our notes for today. So, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm like, because that was the other thing I was honestly going to say before I add that in. Like, at least I have the Brewers. Like, you know, they just clinched the division. Like, things are looking great. And then Devin Williams, who is one of if not the most important part next to Josh Hader in their bullpen just the most inexcusable injury I'm sorry you punched a wall while celebrating in the locker room and now you need surgery and I read that he's either out for the whole season or if they make the world series he could possibly be back in time for that are you fucking kidding me and someone tweeted at me I'm not going to say that because I normally like really like what they have to say but it was just the stupidest thing not stupidest that's me to say but so I said like he did it while drunk can men stop punching walls when they get drunk what good has ever come of it and he said I'm not defending anybody's actions while drunk but I will say that maybe we started normalizing men having emotions and those emotions being valid we would have less of them not knowing how to deal with it without using violence he was an athlete celebrating a fucking win. There's nothing like if there's okay. one thing that's normalized, it is athletes met. I'll sorry, male athletes binge drinking post celebration. Like female athletes get a ton of shit for that. Men do it all the fucking time. I'm like, that's like, I get what he's trying to say. And I agree that is a problem. That's not applicable here. No, that's it's not. an inexcusable thing to me. Yeah, like, no, absolutely. That's not it's, what this is. Yeah, I totally 1000% agree with you. Like, why does like a guy having emotions and it being violence have to be interchangeable? Like it doesn't, you can be as emotional as you want and not be violent. It also like kind of reminds me and it's, it's not like Madison Bumgarner was violent, but he was stupid when he had that injury on that fucking four wheeler. Like it's just stupidity. Like it's during the season. Don't do dumb shit and get injured. Don't do dumb shit and get injured in the, in in the postseason. but especially during the season, like this is a fucking team sport and you have to care about your teammates and your team and their success and want to be successful as a team and not like just straight up at the end of the day, not do dumb shit to jeopardize your season or your team's season. No, a thousand percent. And like, I know you and me both are big proponents of like, yeah, men should be able to express their emotions. That's fucked up that there's such a stigma against it. That is such a different conversation than this guy being drunk in the locker room, celebrating with his buddies, all his teammates around and be like, oh, I'm pissed off. I'm going to punch the fucking wall. Like that has nothing to do with, oh, you poor thing with your emotions. Like, and also mind you, like, remember how badly the women's soccer team got ripped on for celebrating the locker room? Yeah. was it? 
last summer, the summer before. Yeah. I don't know, but whatever it was, I'm like, God fucking forbid one of those girls went and like punched a wall and injured herself. Mm-mm. It would have been imagine? the only storyline to come out of that whole thing out of winning a championship. Yep, that would have been ab- the only thing you hear about. Yep, you are so right about that. And like people can disagree all they want, but we we know, we know. Like it's like if mm-hmm. if we if we did something while we were hammered and people found out about it or one of us embarrassed ourselves or whatever, like, you know what the narrative would be. It's just, it's just so different. It's so different. Um, How confident are you in the Brewers this postseason now that they do potentially have to deal with this? I'm still fairly confident, especially given like they have one of the best bullpens in major league baseball, you know, their offense is clicking. I'm not, I love Christian Yelich to death. I need him to figure it the fuck out for the postseason. I'm hoping he'll have some sort of postseason magic there. And, but, you know, they have some of the best starting pitching. So I'm not too worried just because they do have such strong starting pitching that you never have to, like, completely rely on the bullpen. I will say I do not want to see the Cardinals and their devil magic, whatever nope. is going on there especially after what happened in 2011 with the Brewers and Cardinals. I want nothing to do with the Cardinals. I want them knocked down the wild card. I will say it would be funny if it is Dodgers Cardinals wild card and the Cardinals knock out this 100 that plus one team. Oh my God. But I have chills. I would run I naked hate down the my Cardinals street. so much. I would literally take <laughs> well, off my clothes. You hate the Dodgers. Do I fucking hate them? I literally you hate the Dodgers. I hate the Cardinals. So I'm like, oh, I would love to see like the Cardinals knock them out. But I'm like, I don't want to see the Cardinals go any further. So let's go streaking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So I mean, the Giants. I'm still, you know, like Brandon Belt got hurt. He's probably gonna miss the postseason. I'm assuming unless they like juice him up. I don't know. Um, I that hurts. (laughs) That hurts us a lot. Uh, I, I was yeah, that, trying to that's fig- a tough flow. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what was going on earlier with it. And I just don't understand medical terminology. So I said, fuck it. Whenever someone lets me know something for real, I will take it seriously. Um, but I'm going to move into a very quick football recap because I feel like we have a lot to like talk about today. And we've had such long episodes the last few weeks. Um, so my recap here is going to be short, sweet and to the point Ravens at lions, uh, the Ravens, that was the craziest, craziest ending to a game. Ravens won 1917, a record-breaking game-winning field goal for Justin Tucker, a 66-yarder over the crossbar to help the Ravens escape 1917 victory. Um, is Justin Tucker the GOAT? Potentially, let me know. I know a lot of people like to talk about Adam Venetieri because of all his clutch kicks and like that sort of thing. So if you have an opinion about that, let me know who your GOAT is. I do think the Lions are feisty as fuck though like they're awful but their attitude is like we have nothing to lose and I kind of appreciate that like they've kind of hung tight in every game that they've played um and I except for like the like last few minutes of the Packers game but they really played them tough and I think that this bucket attitude could be really really important for them down the stretch of the rest of the season um Chargers at Chiefs Chargers won 30-24 a lot of people have like kept the Chiefs out of their you know hierarchy of best teams and I just don't think you can count them out especially after a loss to a good team and they played really tough they're Mm -hmm. playing really well it's Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and I think that their biggest enemy honestly is Clyde Edwards Lair like they're I think that he's going to be the person to fuck them over this season and they need to figure that out if they're going to continue to sort of be this super team but with Josh Gordon signing with them I think that that could potentially 
be a really beneficial thing for them if he can stay sober. But honestly, I was talking to my roommate about this earlier this week, and I love that Josh Gordon is sober. I really hope that he has like an absolute revenge tour, but it would be Mm -hmm. something if he plays better when he's fucking hammered during games. (laughs) Like... Because I love Josh Gordon too. I just think he's like adorable and I want him to be successful. But I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like nervous for him because if something goes wrong or if like he doesn't perform up to standards, he's going to get ripped apart. Roasted. Yeah. So like, that's my concern is that like, what if he actually does play better when he's fucked up? Like, I'm glad he's getting the help that he needs, but that's quite, that's like a huge possibility. Um, my other takeaways from this game, I think, like I said, the Chiefs will be fine. Um, they're both two and one now. And I think both LA teams could seriously be absolutely filthy. Um, Sarah, before I get Mm -hmm. into my, well, before I get into my opinions about the Saints and Patriots, how do you feel? That was shitty. That was just a shitty fucking game. Um, I think the offensive line has been horrendous pretty much all season. I mean, it's only been three games, but it's just tough to watch. You know, Damian Harris kind of felt invisible out there. I think it was, he had six carries for 14 yards. Yeah, my um, fantasy team was hurt. James White. Yeah, I would say James White's injury does not bode well for the future. I know you said, what'd you put in the notes? Yeah, that this team, you fear this team really isn't that great. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw, I don't know if it was part of my take or Big Cat himself, like tweet something like, here's my rankings of all the teams that are one and two this season. And the Patriots are definitely in the bottom half of that list. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And especially given their division, like I think the division's the Bills to lose. So mm-hmm. said I don't that, know. Yeah. I think it's kind of just, yeah, I think we've said that a few times now. It's kind of just a rebuilding year. You know, yeah. let Mac Jones figure it out, do his thing. I don't I have don't... high expectations. Yeah. I know with Boston media, there always is high expectations. And people are like, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl with this rookie quarterback. No, we're not. Yeah. And the schedule does not look very exciting for that to happen. So, yeah, I'm I was going to. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really know if it's a rebuilding year because they didn't have a lot of their defensive players last season and they still were pretty decent Mm -hmm. and they had all of them back this year. I kind of expected that defense to keep them in games, especially because like you said, a rookie quarterback, but you also have the two best tight ends in the league. Your wide receivers are pretty garbage, but when you have tight ends like that and you re-sign a vet running core, like I think that that's something to be Mm -hmm. like spoken about just because Bill's doing the same thing with Mac Jones that he did with Tom Brady. I've been saying this all year. It's game distribution or ball distribution and game management. That's all that he needs to be good for. But I think that this team has been wearing a mask throughout this entire season and being fake good with the record that they have. And they honestly haven't really been that impressive. And the fact that Boston media is still riding this team so hard. I'm like, for what? They're a fake good. They're a fake good team. Um, like, yeah, like you said, I had in our notes, I, I fear that this team is just going to fall. Um, James White is out for the rest of the season with a hip injury. I just feel so badly for him with everything that he's been through in the last few years. And he is the nicest yeah. guy in the whole world. I mean, maybe he'll get to spend some more time with his daughter now or his, it's a, I think he had a daughter recently. Um, I think it's a we, daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Spend some more time with his kids or something like that. It's- you know, sometimes the universe works in weird ways. Um, but I'm really, I'm really praying for him and his family. I'm not religious, but like I, I, I'm my, my heart is with you guys. That sucks. Damian Harris, like has looked promising up until like the last few games and I drafted him pretty early. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? Please don't disappoint me. Um, but yeah, that was just like a frustrating, a frustrating game for Patriots fans, especially cause like 
who wants to get ripped apart by fucking Jameis Winston, you know? Yeah, no, that was actually, so my little cousin's a really big Patriots fan. He goes to one game every year. That was unfortunately the game that he went to. I feel so bad. I'm like, God, that was by far. I mean, there's only been three games. I was like, that was easily the worst game for the Patriots so far this season. And I don't know. I feel like if I was looking at the schedule, trying to pick it, like, oh yeah, like Saints Patriots could be a pretty good game. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was tough. Stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, another tough thing. Cardinals at Jags. We have lost 18 games in a row. And I was telling my roommate this today. I was like, you know what? At this point, the most games ever consecutively lost in the NFL is 29, I believe. So at this point, I'm honestly rooting for us to get to 30 and then win. We'll lose, (laughs) let's lose 12 straight, get to 30, win our last five and fuck up some people's seasons and then still get a good draft pick. Just so we don't continue that losing culture. We break a record and we still get a decent (laughs) draft pick. I'm just like, okay, like I could, I could deal with that. Like, that's like my fuck it attitude. I don't know. This game was so, so frustrating. Like we were leading like a significant portion of the game. Josh Lambeau is absolutely fucking garbage he never should have cheated on his wife he has not been the same since so PSA don't cheat on your wife or you will be a yeah you'll be a less than adequate kicker especially because he was the most accurate kicker in the NFL last year I think he's like kicking 50% (laughs) on like extra points and has missed every single field goal he's attempted through this week so I'm like what the fuck and are we working anyone else out like I, during Urban Meyer's press conference this week, I was so frustrated because the only serious, there were very few serious questions and one of like one person asked about the kicking situation and he just goes, oh, we're working people out. I'm like, okay, why does he still have a job? Could you imagine if we like completed not even half of what our tasks were, neither of us would have a job. And it's just so (laughs) frustrating because we could have been tied heading into like our last few drives or down a field goal. And it's just, it's so for, I just, I, oh. <laughs> the first, the Sensor. first interception. Yeah, I know. I have like a whole fucking like <laughs> page of notes here. Um, but it's like that first interception that Trevor Lawrence threw, I understand wasn't his fault. And it was Jacob Hollister who like it, it hit him. He should have caught it. Like he absolutely just fumbled the bag on that one. And then the second interception was probably the worst interception I've ever seen. And a lot of people, so we traded CJ Henderson earlier this week for a third round pick and a tight end from Carolina. And I, I understand that the third round pick was what was really important here because he's played 10 games for us. He's a first round draft pick. I think we have in the last like seven or so drafts, I might be like, it might be six or seven or seven or eight, but in that amount of drafts, mm-hmm. we have three first round talents left on this team. One is Taven Bryan, who should have been cut last year. And the other ones we took in this previous draft, it's fucking Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne and Travis Etienne isn't playing. So a lot of people are really frustrated about our drafting, which yeah, me too. I don't, the fact that we had all this talent too on that defense from 2018 that we just let go because of our culture problems or it not working or, or whatever. And that seems to be the same situation here. But my biggest frustration with this is the fucking play calling. That play from Trevor was honestly absolute garbage, but why are we, why are we playing a flea flicker in that situation? Like what the, why are we running trick plays? Obviously, like he, I just, it's the, oh my God, I'm like the fucking hierarchy of problems that we have going on right now. I'm like, our drafting sucks. Our coaching sucks. Our play calling awful. Yeah. And it's not Trevor's fault. Like he's not playing well. He's not making great decisions and he's not getting the ball out fast enough, but it's like, it's not his fault. And a lot of people are either blaming him 
or whatever, but it's like our drafting has been absolute dog shit and we can't keep anybody on this team because of fucking culture problems and people not being happy. So honestly, the people saying CJ Henderson wasn't working out because he was a weird guy. Honestly, if I were an African-American guy and Urban Meyer was brought into my locker room and then brought Chris Doyle in a week later, I probably wouldn't be happy to be on this team either, honestly. So all of you can fucking (laughs) kick rocks. Um, (laughs) Anyways, on to something positive about this game. So so last week, Jamal Agnew had a kick return for 102 yards. He broke the at-home record for the longest kick return in franchise history. And he broke his own record this week with a 109-yard kick return. And it was fucking electric. I haven't seen the stadium that happy in a long time, especially to be on an 18-game losing streak after this week. Like, I think that put a little bit of life into the team and then bad play calling and stuff like that is just, it was, that's that's the reason that it, it just got bust. Um yeah, and Urban comparing playing in the NFL to playing Alabama every week is just absolutely insane. Um, like, Does what he did do you, that? Th- he did. He did. He said that it was like playing Alabama every week. It's like, well, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? It's the fucking NFL. Um, but I, I think to this point, like, what happened with that kick return was the fact that it's the NFL. It doesn't matter if you're playing a dog shit team. Like, it's still the NFL. Yeah. Like, what happened was is they attempted far too <laughs> far too long of a field goal. Jamal Agnew was in the end zone, caught the ball and ran it back for a touchdown. And it's like, why would you go for a field goal in that situation, knowing that he was going to miss and that Jamal Agnew was sitting back there. Who's the best returner in the league right now. And it's like, why that was just dumb play calling. Like you're still in the NFL, you know, like you, you can't, you can't do that here. It doesn't matter if you're playing the worst team. Um, I'm just convinced that like God hates us at this point. I know I said that earlier this week when I was making depression cookies, I got a lot of response about that, which was kind of hilarious. Um, but yeah, I'm just convinced that like the football gods hate us. So whatever. <laughs> and, and it seems to check out all my Jaguars knowledge comes from you. It sure seems that way. So. It's just frustrating. I'm so frustrated. I'm like, that's why I'm like, okay, well, let's just, you know, break the record for the most games lost in a row, ruin some people's seasons our last five weeks, and then get a decent enough draft pick and move the fuck on. Because nobody in this draft is really impressing me that much anyway so far, so whatever. Um, a few more games to review from last week, and then we'll preview, get into our Thrive picks. Um, Bucks rams like I said, I think the LA teams are very serious with the Rams win 34-24 over the Bucks. Matt Stafford, honestly, Matt Stafford revenge tour. He looks really good. Uh, I, I think that he's just been on a dog shit Lions team for his entire career, and now he's given an opportunity to be good. And with... I think after this loss, Tom Brady is going to have a fucking field day back at Gillette. And I think that he's... yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that it would be very Tom Brady of him to absolutely fucking destroy Bill Belichick with Gronk, blah, 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 with Gronkowski. Words are hard. No, you're absolutely right. I have no faith for this game coming up. I don't think it's, it's definitely going to be one to watch, obviously, just given the whole narrative behind it. I'm kind of already sick of hearing about the Brady week thing, to be honest, but it's not going to be pretty for the Patriots, I think. And then it's just going to twist into a bunch of new narratives on that Bill's going to have to answer and he's not going to answer. It's going to be so funny. Like, whatever. I'm just kind of fucking sick of it. I'm sure Bill Belichick is more sick of it than anyone, but we're just going to hear about this game for years. <laughs> I, I honestly think that this is going to be the most watched regular season football game of all time. 
Oh, a thousand percent. I feel like everyone like does not matter if you hate the Patriots, hate Tom Brady, hate Bill Belichick. Everyone's been talking about it. Yep. I already have a couch. It is going to be must watch, but yeah, I already have a couch reserved at the casino. Like I'm ready to go. (laughs) Like (laughs) I am so ready for this. Like, and honestly, Mm -hmm. as much as, you know, I say that I'm the villain in this market and whatnot, I, I will continue to be the villain just because I am like, I'm not a Bucks fan. I'm not a super team fan. I'm not whatever, but I would love to see Tom Brady come into a place and absolutely run away with a game against his former team that should have treated him better towards the end because he gave them everything. And people are like, well, Bill gave him the opportunity to be great. And it's like, well, okay, but he's still obviously won all of those championships for you guys. So I would love to come. I would love to see him come in here and prove his point. See, I don't know if you've how deep in on Patriots Twitter you are, just given the fact you are in New England or whatever. There's been a huge, like, obviously I don't partake in it. I just kind of observe Mm -hmm. this huge, like, division between like are you actually a Patriots fan or you're just Tom Brady fans there's yep. a lot of like self-proclaimed Patriots fans are like I want Tom to come in and just absolutely like destroy like embarrass them and so people are like are you sure you're not just a fan of Tom Brady because <laughs> I'm like yeah I'm not like some diehard but I'm like I want the Patriots to fucking win why wouldn't I that's the team yeah. I like that's the team I cheer for like I like Tom I hope he's successful yo still but yeah. not this week. I don't want him to be successful. What the fuck? Yeah, I actually voted in a poll yesterday that was like a New England-based like sports page. And it was like, are you Patriots forever or Tom forever? And it's it's a New England page. Like it's it was a New England like football yeah. meme page. And I think that the vote was like 60-40 <sighs> Tom forever over Patriots forever. I would say, okay, I voted in a poll the, a couple of days ago. So something similar than that. And it was like, 70 30 but it was like 70 and patriots but 30 tom like for patriots fans that 30 percent of you like people that live or die and think mac jones is bringing them to the fucking super bowl at 30 percent you're like no i want them to lose this week (laughs) yeah that's insane and it's like okay mac jones might eventually bring you guys to a super bowl but it sure as shit is not gonna be this year brother it's not this year that (laughs) needs to be shut down like we get rid of Patriots fans need a fucking reality check. Like, absolutely. And I think that they're going to get it this week to see what an actual Super Bowl team looks like. I'm just waiting to see. Imagine, I feel like there's going to be a lot of Patriots fans that are like, mm, I actually am cheering for the Bucks from now on. Like, now that I've seen Tom up against the Patriots, I'm a Bucks fan. Oh my God, they're going to come out of the fucking woodworks. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, the Packers at 49ers game, I have one comment and one comment only. Aaron Rodgers is fucking fantastic. That's it. That is the tweet. I have nothing else to say. Um, And then the last game of the week was Eagles Cowboys. I was so high for this game. It was great. I smoked like two (laughs) joints to the face and it was phenomenal because this game was a shit show. Um, Cowboys 41-21. This division is such a shit show all the time. I do think mm-hmm. the Cowboys look legit though on both sides of the ball. Both both sides of the ball played really well the other night. And I think that Jalen Hurts is maybe a little bit better than we gave him credit for originally. I think he's going to be fine in the NFL. I, I After what I've seen this season, despite the loss, despite the struggles that the Eagles are having, I think that Jalen Hurts is going to be fine. He's an NFL quarterback. He's here to stay. Um, and I think yeah. that Zeke said, seriously, fuck the haters in this game. Like I said, I said to sit him in week one against the Bucks and not any other game. 
And, and I, I genuinely meant that because he put up zero numbers that week and has been absolutely on like a fuck you guys tour since I think it's been awesome. Um, and I'm happy for him. Like I hate Ohio state. I hated him when he came in the league and like his whole, you know, shtick was the crop top, whatever. But now that he's being doubted and he's proving people wrong and kind of just putting his head down and working, like I appreciate him a lot more as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate, you know, and, and that's what life like is that. about growth growth people <laughs> character development it was a character yeah. development moment <laughs> totally and and I feel the same way about Trevor Lawrence when he first came into the league when he was at Clemson I hated him even when we drafted him I wasn't high on the guy you know like he's I've heard things everyone hears things about people but I follow his wife mm-hmm. on Instagram now and I am he's very much growing on me it's mostly because of his wife Marissa but I, I, love say, I actually follow her. She's very cute. I love her. She's adorable. <laughs> I think that he genuinely loves her. He was just a dumb college kid at one point. And I love their dog, even though I think it's ugly. But <laughs> have you seen their dog? It is a little ugly. It's yeah, so ugly. It's ugly. <laughs> their dog's so ugly. <laughs> I don't want to be mean to their dog, but it's a little ugly. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about that TikTok I made of Freddie the other day? <laughs> pause like because I'm like do his paws actually look like that I think it's just that picture because then I read back it's like no I'm like it literally looks like he's like on his like toes <laughs> okay James for his ice cream <laughs> I have been laughing about that since like I honestly that was oh my god that was when I was so high watching the Eagles Cowboys game I made that TikTok and I was just so stoned I was like you know what this is gonna be fucking hilarious also I live in Massachusetts for anyone coming for me it's legal fuck you guys um I burn get over it but like I was like actually like on my floor and hysterics like, tears running down my face while making that I thought it was so funny um and probably nobody else does so you know what whatever go me I say I laughed <laughs> um I'm gonna, pre- <laughs> I'm gonna preview this week really quick super super okay. little week in the NFL um Thursday night football oh my god Sarah Thursday night football is Jags Bengals. We get to watch the Jags and Joe Burrow's butt at the same time. I would say that is probably the only Jaguars game I will watch just like by my own free, just because I like looking at Joe Burrow. So I will be watching that one. This is so exciting. We can live tweet. It'll be so fun. So you're rooting for the Bengals. I'm obviously rooting for the Jags. So that'll be fun. And Joe Burrow was obviously the first pick last season and Trevor Lawrence was the first pick this season. So that should, I think that that's like kind of what the media is highlighting because there's really nothing else. To talk yeah. About the big the storyline there. Yeah. So <laughs> that'll be fun. Um, I think we will do the same thing that we did last week. We'll show a little bit of fight or we're, we're going to act like we're pissed and like ready to go. And we're still going to lose in like fourth quarter. Um, I just think that the Bengals are the better team and I'm excited, you know, no matter what, at least Joe Burrow's beating the Jags this week. Yeah, I was saying, <laughs> we always cheer for Joey B. <laughs> Joey B five ever. Um, we should just, <laughs> we should just get Joe Burrow like ass tats. We should. That'll be my first <laughs> ever tattoo. <laughs> I just Joey B. <laughs> Property of Joey B. <laughs> I wish there was a way you could get, like, you know, that um after he won the championship with the cigar. Ugh. I want that. No, you know what I want instead of a tattoo? I want Joe Burrow to brand me with a cigar on my ass. 
<laughs> that's what I want. That's my new life goal. Who amongst us does it? Who I does want, it? <laughs> I literally want Joe Burrow to brand my ass with a nice ass cigar. <laughs> Anyways, bonk. Horny jail is bussin'. The other buzzing, buzzing. The other games I'll be watching this week. I'm going to do this so quick. I'm going to be watching Panthers at Cowboys. I think that this is going to be an absolute exposure game for potentially the Panthers. I think the Cowboys are serious. Like I said, I think that the Panthers' schedule is easy enough for them to be fake good and go six and two. Cardinals at Rams. Both teams are actually good. This will be a actually competitive game of football and I'm excited for that I will definitely be watching Seahawks at 49ers divisional matchup I think it's the best division in football right now come for me on Twitter if you disagree Ravens at Broncos Broncos have had zero tests so far this season they played like the three worst teams in football um so I'm excited to see Lamar Jackson maybe ball out in that game we already kind of previewed Bucks at Pats I think I think the Pats are in for it they're gonna have a new asshole by uh, Monday morning (laughs) Yikes. That's all I'm saying. Yikes. Yikes. Raiders at Chargers on Monday Night Football. Both teams seem pretty good. Um, And obviously, I think this is another good Monday Night Football matchup. So that is what I will be watching this Sunday slash Monday nights. Um, Tweet me to keep up with me on Football Sunday. Um, Next segment is our Thrive Fantasy segment at Always. It is Obviously brought to you by Thrive. Thrive is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Use promo code SNS when you sign up today and you will receive a a 100% instant first deposit matchup plus 100% instant first deposit match up to $250 best offer of the year limited time only so sign up for thrive this week with our code and instead of matching your first bet up to $100 they will match it up to $250 new users who deposit $10 will get one free entry into their $15,000 guaranteed Thursday night football ticket and new users who deposit $100 get one free ticket into their $15,000 guaranteed um, prize pool for this week for the 50K NFL situation, as always. Um, last week, I got my ass kicked on Thrive and in fantasy football. So <laughs> I will be, I think that my biggest mistake last week was obviously, first of all, with these new you know, apps and stuff. There's always bots who like are going to like kick my ass because I'm actually making picks. (laughs) But I also picked everyone on Wednesday. And I think that that was my biggest mistake was not kind of watching the matchups build up to Sunday. So I'm going to sort of pick, I'm actually going to play again this week. So I'm putting money down and you should too. Tweet me, play me. I'm going to actually submit my picks on Sunday, but I'm going to pick them right now after Sarah reads who she has picked so that I can kind of get an idea (laughs) of who I want to pick. So Sarah... Who are you picking this week? I would say, okay, obviously this is based off of my thought process alone where I go off of like vibes. So The vibes. <laughs> I have Josh Allen t- over passing arts, 280.5. I took the over on that. Um, Dak Prescott. I just like Dak Prescott. So I took the over. Um, Tyreek Hill. I don't like. <laughs> Okay. So I took the under on him. Um, Kirk Cousins, it's oh Cleveland at Minnesota. I took the over. 
I think I just like their jerseys. I'm like, I'm trying to remember why I took the over there. I like that they were purple. Okay. <laughs> OBJ, I have over for touchdowns. Daniel Jones, under. Kyler Murray, I took over because he's cute. <laughs> Which I think okay. you actually had that in the notes as well, that he's adorable. I was like, I agree. That he's is so cute. one of my big football takes. He's so cute. Uh, ben Roethlisberger under, because I hate him. Okay. <laughs> Tom Brady Fair. over. Damien Harris, I took over just to kind of manifest, like okay. speak into existence. We'll mm-hmm. see. <laughs> um, And then my, in case of emergencies, I have Derek Henry over and then Jalen Hurts under. Okay. Jalen Hurts under. All right, that's bold. Um, <laughs> I am going to take. I'm looking at these right now. I. Oof, these are tough for me. These are. This is a tough week. Um, I'm scrolling through. I think. Okay, I think I'm ready. Okay, let's hear. Okay, so I am taking. The over on Josh Allen's 280 and a half total passing yards. The under on Derrick Henry, 110 and a half total yards, just because they are playing the Jets. And I feel like they're going to get a decent enough lead early that they're going to pull Derrick Henry and just be able to play the rest of the game. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to take the under there. Taking the over on CD Lamb, 75 and a half total yards. They are playing Carolina. So I feel like Last week, CeeDee Lamb in the first few, in the first drive of the game had like a huge catch that was like down at the like half yard line. And I feel like he kind of was going to want like a revenge after that because he knows he should have scored. I know that that's like flawed logic, but whatever. Taking the under on Dak's 22 and a half total completions. I think that Zeke's playing really well. So they might run the ball a bit, especially against like, I don't know. I think that CeeDee Lamb and Zeke are going to have a huge game this week. Taking the over on Tyreek Hill's seven and a half receptions against Philly taking the over on Jalen Hurts one and a half pass touchdowns the over on Allen Robinson 62 and a half yards they're playing Detroit so and I think Allen Robinson is one of the best like options that they have on that team I'm taking the over on Cooper Cup seven and a half total receptions against Arizona and I'm taking the over with 25 and a half total completions for Tom Brady because I think that he is just going to pop the fuck off and I'm taking an under on Damian Harris, one and a half total receiving and rushing touchdowns. I think that that's a lot, especially since he didn't have a great week last week. And then my ice, I am going to take the under on Roethlisberger and getting 250 and a half total passing yards. So those are my thrive picks for the week. Um, Like I said, this is a little bit premature. I will solidify those and post them before Sunday for you guys. So Enter promo code SNS to receive a hundred instant deposit matchup up to $250 for a limited time only tweet us to play along with us and let us know how you do. Um, really going to do like a super, super quick college football recap. The Clemson upset was fucking sweet. I hope NC state <laughs> popped the fuck off that night that so they had a field goal miss at the end of regulation to win the game and then came back in overtime with a hit field goal for the win. And that was fucking nuts. The students stormed the field. It was sweet. And a lot of people were so pissed that I tweeted that I wanted Clemson to lose when they were like about to. And I was like, fuck you guys. I love a good upset. 
get off of me. Trevor Lawrence isn't Jesus. <laughs> um, Notre Dame beat Wisconsin. We both hate to see that. Uh, it was pretty nasty too towards the end. Baylor upset. Sorry, I actually watched the fourth quarter. <laughs> Ooh, go off, Sarah, watching college football. I love to see it. <laughs> Baylor upset 14 Iowa State. I said I thought this team was overrated, and I meant it, and I was right. Um, Georgia Tech upset UNC. Not very impressive to me. They're now 2-2. Two and two. Goodbye, UNC. Auburn gave me a fucking heart attack. I was out watching the game in Auburn gear and we almost lost to fucking Georgia State. I'm sorry, like who? I just have no words. This team, we're playing LSU this week. I honestly think that we are going to lose yet again to LSU at night in Death Valley. Shout out Dilly, Dilly shout out of the week. <laughs> Find our hidden Dilly shout out for Twitter points. Um, Sarah, I also, BC is on fucking fire. They play Clemson this week. I really want to go to a BC game. Okay. I meant to text you Saturday, but I saw this DM I got on Instagram too late. Some guy Instagram messaged me. He's like, hey, this is super weird, but I can't make it to the BC. He messaged me Friday night and I just, I don't really check my Instagram DM requests. And so I didn't see it till like Saturday night. And he was mm-hmm. like, hey, like super weird. I cannot go to the BC games tomorrow. Like, do you want my tickets? And I didn't see it till the game was over. I was like, fuck. I mean, I'm going through some BC football, but maybe I need to start checking my DM requests more. You should, (laughs) but also I think BC would be electric to go to right now. And we could film a vlog and make some content. It would be so fun. So if you go to BC, you have tailgates, you, whatever, let us know because I genuinely want to go to their next home game. I think that would be so fun, especially Mm -hmm. if they beat Clemson this week. I think that they will deservingly be ranked. Um, current AP poll notes, uh, OU falls out of the top floor, too many close games against non-impressive opponents. Totally understand that. Um, I still don't trust Arkansas or Ole Miss. And so I think that those rankings are kind of whack. Somehow we almost lost to Georgia state and Auburn moved up a spot in the AP poll. I'm not complaining. I'm just very confused. Um, Clemson fell from nine to 25 and I just have LMFAO in our notes because that's, that's all I have to say about that. I think that that's so funny. Um, and I think that there are lots of new faces scattered across the AP poll. And I think that that's really cool. There's a lot of new teams and a lot of new blood. I think that that's awesome. I love when that happens because I hate super teams. Um, and then the games I will be watching this week, I will be watching BC at Clemson, obviously a huge conference game, really going to show who's good and who isn't. Um, will, and I, like I said, I do think that if BC wins this game, they will be ranked. I'm not sure where Clemson will move around just because it is BC, but if BC beats Clemson, I think that's a huge statement for them. Um, number eight, Arkansas at number two, Georgia, another conference game, really going to see if Arkansas is as good as they seem. I think not. Seven, Cincy at nine, Notre Dame, another potential. Jackson is scratching at my door. Go away. Wait, that's Mildred. Um, We have a dog appearance. Hello, Mildred. Come on in. (laughs) Anyways, seven, Cincinnati at nine, Notre Dame. Um, I think it's another potential, like, sort of what are you made of matchup. Hello. She is on my arm. Ow, why are you biting me? What the fuck? Hold on. I have to show her to you guys because we're now on YouTube. All right, let's show her. Aw, look at her. <laughs> Anyways, look at that girly. <laughs> Miss girl. Um, I think that this is Miss a must. Girl. <laughs> They're gonna fight under my feet now. Get out. Whores out. <laughs> Anyways. 
they broke into my they just like they're literally like children they break in here and make noise and start fucking fighting and as i'm not like i'm i'm working to put you through college fuck off um <laughs> anyways must win for cincy to stay in the ap poll conversation because i think notre dame is going to be here no matter what um 12 mm-hmm. Ole miss at one alabama sec west matchup Alabama's going to be fine. I think Ole Miss needs a reality check just as much as Arkansas. And Auburn at LSU, I already said that I'm worried after that Penn State game at night, so I think it's a must win for both teams. And that's all I have to say. I'm out of breath. Woohoo! <laughs> um, Bruins are back. Go college baby. football. Yeah. Bruins, hell yeah, the Bruins are back. <laughs> um, what are your early thoughts? Okay, so I have been watching. I've watched both preseason games now because what the fuck else do I have to look forward to right now? The Red Sox aren't worth it. My thoughts, so Capitals versus Bruins, my biggest takeaway from that, obviously it's preseason, like it's early thoughts for a reason. I've been saying it since the end of last season. I was like, Jake DeBrus, don't trade him. He's going to have a redemption year. And already first goal of the preseason for the Bruins goes to Jake DeBrus. He wins in the shootout. You know, he's talked to the media so many times already. He's like, I get it. Like people want my head on a fucking stick. Like I feel like every year there's like someone on the team who's a punching bag for the Bruins. And before him, it was Danton Heinen. Like I think now it was definitely Jake DeBrus last year, which yeah, he had, did not have a good season. You know, he had five goals with 14 points and 41 games. He's a healthy scratch multiple times. But I also think he was kind of set up last year to fail. And again, I'm not saying like, oh, Bruce Cassidy like doesn't want to see Jake DeBrus be successful, whatever. But, you know, he was on that second line. He got bumped down to the third line. And he was on the third line with Charlie Coyle and Nick Ritchie. And I just don't think the chemistry was there. You know, he's playing on his offside. And now he's on, you know, Nick Ritchie. I think he's with the Maple Leafs now. So is Kasha, actually. But yeah, and Charlie Coyle's moved up to the second line of center to take Krejci's spot. I've already like, again, this is only going off the one game in the preseason. I like Jake DeBrus with Halla and Feligno. I think that's how you say his name. I think already there's a clear chemistry there. He looks a lot more comfortable. You know, he looks more like himself. I think last season his issue was he just was not confident and it doesn't help when you have the Boston media coming at you constantly. He's constantly on the trading, like everyone him gone same thing with Chris Wagner not no one wanted him traded but I think he was another one that was getting degraded by the media 24 7 and I know he said a couple of times that he's like I don't really go on social media anymore because of all these people just coming at you all the time I think it's for the best for those guys because obviously we all know how brutal the Boston media is but I think he's in you know for a good season Jake DeBrus specifically Chris Wagner, I think we'll have like, I just think both those two were kind of at a low point last year. So they can only go up from here. And we haven't seen much from Chris Wagner yet. Whereas Jake DeBrus, again, it's just off one preseason game. Can't really make any big decisions off that. But he just seems more comfortable and more like himself. And that was nice. And then goaltending, I know Bruce Cassidy said there's no set in stone goalie situation considering it's he's not coming back till January. You think so? Oh I God, hope yeah. it is. I love swimming. I think it I love absolutely swimming, has to be. It's just tough with like Allmark with his contract and his NHL experience. You know, he's played in, I think it's 112 games professionally, whereas Swayman only has 10. But at the same time, like Jeremy Swayman is the future. Yep. And if we're waiting around for Tuka to come back, 
let Jeremy Swain, I, that maybe that's just like stupid of me to like say no. like, oh, let this 22 year old kid be the one. Nope. Like let him get his reps in. Like I get, we signed Elmark like for a reason. We need that veteran presence. Good. Yeah. He can help Swayman. I know he's I, not the yeah. future though. I totally And it's agree. tough because like Elmark, you know, whatever it's, he's coming from the Sabre. So he was one of the worst defenses in the NHL. So his numbers don't look glowing. He didn't look great um in the game against who is it the rangers the other day I'm like whatever it's preseason again not that worried i know they send their upcoming game i think it's against the flyers in the preseason they're going to have a lot more regular like actual everyday players in that game than just like prospects where i will say you know who i really liked in um the capitals game fabian lysel i think that's how you say it they're like number one pick from 2021 he's 18 so we're not going to see him at the nhl anytime soon but for an 18 year old, he looked very comfortable playing. And, you know, the Caps weren't exactly putting out like bottom tier guys. Like Tom no, Wilson totally. was playing in that game. That's Blech. scary. We put up against your fr- yeah, Fuck Tom Wilson. <laughs> Always fuck Tom Wilson. But, you know, he looks good. He's one that I'm excited for down the line, like way down the line. And then another one I'm looking forward to is Jack Stanika. He put on 15 pounds. Fun fact he was the first professional athlete I've ever interviewed. When we were down, pro- mm. when he was in the Providence Bruins, so I'm like, I will always cheer for him. I kind of want his breakout year to be last year, but the opportunity really presented itself. I think now with like the kind of line shifts with like the second line and the third line, and we really don't always go on with the fourth line. I think this will be the breakout year for Stanika. I know I said that last year, but I, you could quote me. I think this is the year. I don't know. I'm excited for the Bruins. I am. (laughs) I think you should be. I think you should be. I think that they have a legitimate shot this year. My one, I, I, my concern is the goaltending, but Mm -hmm. my one point for Swayman is that last year was his first year in the NHL and they put, they threw the kid into absolute fucking shit show right before the playoffs. Like they had to play well. Yeah. And I think that he absolutely held his own in the NHL as a rookie. And that's my, that's my one point for him. Like you said, he's the future. He absolutely is. And I think he held his fucking own in crunch time last year. And like you said, he needs the reps. That's my one argument for Jeremy Swayman here. I think that you should, I think that you should play the kid because you can always go back. Like, unlike the NFL, I think that this is something you can do in the NHL. You can start the kid. Mm -hmm. And if the kid doesn't play well, you're not going to hinder anybody else's opportunity or confidence or whatever I think you can throw the kid into the fire and see how he does and if he doesn't you pull him um because because a vet a vet knows a vet knows you know what I mean and so that's that's my one point for him there but I think you absolutely should be confident I I had in my notes that the the caps and the flyers are my only concern to maybe you know hinder the Bruins season a little bit but I I think you should absolutely Mm -hmm. be confident I think because my biggest concern right now is, yeah, like we're going to have to figure out the goaltending. I know that's going to probably take a few months before we have a clear picture. Again, especially given Tuka's not coming back till January, which people love to hate on Tuka. He said he's coming back. He wants to be here. I will never understand the narrative of hating Tuka, but that's a whole other thing I could go off about for hours. So we will get into that. But yeah that and then also the Bruins defense. I think a lot of people have question marks there just because it was not the best it could have been last year, but I do think once they figure out, again, that's the same as the goaltending. I think it's going to take a couple months to figure out what the pairing should be. You know, you're definitely going to have to try out some different people. 
there's some like younger guys that were playing with Providence that I think probably should be ready by now, but maybe aren't. So you might have to test some stuff out. But I think when you have Charlie McAvoy, who I'm biasly obsessed with Charlie McAvoy, I think he is another person who obviously is the future of the Bruins. I would not be shocked if he gets the A this year now with Krejci gone. But him, you know, Brandon Carlos, fantastic. I think Matt Grizzlick, people are very on and off Matt Grizzlick. I think Matt Grizzlick is a very good person to have on there. Connor Clifton has shown good signs. Like, he improved a lot, I think, last year, especially Mm -hmm. in playoffs. He looked a lot better than he has because he is very aggressive and sporadic. But a lot of times it was like, what are you doing? He looked like Quinnipiac, Connor Clifton. Yeah. I do feel a little better with Connor Clifton this year. I can't, I don't have much of an opinion on John Moore being back. I honestly didn't realize he was going to be back till I saw him playing the other day. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, I think he's another one that's going to be moved around a lot and we'll see how it ends up. But I think when you have guys like Charlie McAvoy, Brandon Carlo, mm-hmm. I'm not too worried about how it all is going to play out. I think that's good leadership on their end too. Totally. So I heard from a little birdie last night that the Bruins were out playing pool in Seaport, the Bruins that were off, (laughs) while the rest of the team was playing on the road. And I think that that is fucking hilarious. They are, I feel like if there's one group of athletes in Boston that have no shame about going out, it's the Bruins. And I love that because like what more like hockey guy move and like, who the fuck are we? Yeah, we're going to go out. Like, I've seen them in Southie. I've seen them in Seaport. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're like, 24. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who fucking cares? Yeah. yeah. They they party. So, I appreciate that about them. But I think it's <laughs> hilarious that it was during a preseason game. Um, I also have in our show notes that I want to make uh, two soon Stanley Cup predictions. So, my two soon okay. Stanley Cup champion prediction, I am taking Nathan McKinnon and the Avs. See... I saw that. I have taken the fucking abs the last like three years now. I'm like, I'm <laughs> sick of taking these. Fuck. I'm like, you guys always end up blowing it somehow. But at the same time, I'm like, who the fuck else do it? Because I hate the lightning. So I don't want to pick the lightning for that reason. And I they don't want to see repeats. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to see them gone. I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. Obviously. Yeah. Maybe the golden Knights, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll be a homer. I'll say the Bruins just okay. because that's what I want. I'm like, there's no other team. I, again, I've been saying abs for the last three years. I'm like, fuck you guys. I was mm-hmm. riding by them last postseason after the Bruins got eliminated. And I was like, that was kind of a pathetic way to go out considering your roster. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a couple comments about the Sharks before we close out the NHL and move into college hockey. Um, I saw that Evander Kane is not skating in the preseason, which Okay, fine. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I like, I guess he's also being investigated for like a COVID violation. I like originally when he first God. was like, yeah. So like when he first came here, I kind of, I knew that there were like rumors of him like being a piece of shit and like everything that happened. I, it's not my place to speak on like what happened with him and his wife and like those sorts of things like before their divorce. Cause I think that that's really personal and very private, even though he was mm-hmm. sort of open about, you know, the miscarriage and whatnot. I'm not, I'm not going to comment on that. I was a little skeptical about him as a person, but I like the edge that he brought to the locker room. But now I just know that he's an absolute D-bag after all of this. And I hate him, especially after being investigated for like blowing games or whichever, which we talked about this. I, he had one of the yeah. best statistically speaking seasons in his career. So I don't, 
I don't know how true that is, but I just, after everything that came out with his wife and him partying and not paying child support and stuff like that, I just, I think that it's repeated behavior at this point. Therefore, I am no longer supporting him. I don't really care if he's on this team. I don't have high expectations for the Sharks this season. Um, I just don't think they're going to be super competitive. And we don't really have, like, our our goaltending is just so up in the air, too. And we've lost a lot of, like, our vets and, like, things like that throughout the season. So, um, I don't have high expectations for us. You know, maybe it'll be like similar to the Red Sox where they have a good season because nobody had <laughs> expectations or whatever. I'm hoping so, but that's, that's how I feel about them and their preseason. Um, yeah, I feel like there's not much. Oh, well there is that fucking devil's prospect. That's the only other big NHL news. I don't know how to say yeah. last name. I'm not going to attempt it. The Nikita kid that he's 22. Mm-hmm retiring from pro hockey to pursue a career as a social media influencer good for you i good for you i'm confused i'm so confused i was like because obviously i knew nothing about the kid i don't keep up with the devil's fucking prospects but i did some research and i guess he was kind of like because i was like oh well 22 is young but you know how it is in hockey like those kids start when they're like 15 like nhl teams are looking at them playing juniors so and I guess, shit, yeah yeah he's been very underwhelming where he's supposed to be performing up here where the performance has been down there and i guess he's been getting a lot of flack for it i don't know if that's what drove him to or he just does not have the interest in hockey clearly if you're giving up pro hockey to pursue a career in social media then you probably weren't all the way in it anyway so it probably is for the best for both sides it was just so random <laughs> and yeah. I tweeted about it and some guy was like I was like that's like a very devil's thing to happen not like as a dig to organization I just feel like sometimes funny things happen with that organization for some reason nothing to do with mm-hmm. them and so guys like don't bring the organization into them they didn't do anything like but I'm like dude it's just funny like mm-hmm. you don't think that's funny like that's so weird and it's mm-hmm. someone compared to I don't know have you watched Ted Lasso at all no you keep telling me that I should and I haven't you should watch it there's a character in it his name's Jamie and he does like the same thing like leave soccer to go pursue a career as an influencer he does come back to soccer eventually but I'm like this kid you know we all know how the NHL is once you leave I don't think you're coming back after yeah. that's your reason to leave yep um <laughs> so weird yeah I just I don't I mean, maybe we'll see, you know, time will tell. I, I don't, yeah. I think that you, like, I think you can do both though. Like, and I think honestly being like an NHL player, even if you're a shitty NHL player helps you become an influencer because you're getting exposure and stuff. So I'm just like, was this the best career move? I don't know. No, because that's the other thing. I feel like of all like the four major sports, NHL needs the most marketing help. Yep. They need someone like that. That's like putting their life out. Like, most NHL players, like we were just saying, they're very normal people. So they're also kind of pretty private. We don't know much about their personal lives. You don't see a lot of them putting themselves out, like putting out blogs, like yeah. Instagram stories like that. Like that would have been cool, even if he's not the best player around, like just to yeah. have someone like mm-hmm. with a real social media presence. Cause I think the NHL needs that. Yeah. Or like behind the scenes sort of stuff that would be, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you have to be careful about it because you don't want to expose like your team or anything that you guys are doing, but it, I think it would help the organization and maybe like sell jerseys, sell merch, like get clicks, like those sorts of things, but you know, you never know. Yeah. Um, so the college hockey season is also quickly approaching. Sarah, do you have a pre-season thoughts? 
Um, my, I haven't done much research into the whole thing. I was just looking at the polls. I saw BU for the USCHO D1 men hockey poll. They have BU at number 10, which there, but then the hockey East poll, like the coaches one that they put out, they're ranked two and like BC was seven in the overall poll. And that's why I was kind of eh about, I do think BU in the hockey East should be lower because I just, I don't have the highest of expectations for BU this year. You know, obviously- Didn't they have like a bunch of kids transfer too? Yeah, I would say, I, well, I have one of my friends actually just transferred and he like, cause I made a tweet about it and he texted me, he's like, BU is going to be awful this year. I was like, I don't know if they'd be awful. I feel like he was biased saying that just he left to go somewhere else. Where'd he go? But I'm like, I don't know if I would say awful, uh, Minnesota Tech or okay, no, yeah. Michigan Tech, Michigan Tech. And I was like, I don't think they'll be awful, but no, I don't think to say they're going to be number two in the hockey East is fair. I mean, the hockey yeah. East in general, I think it's UMass's to lose. No, totally. It has to be. They're the champs. Like it is theirs to lose, no yeah. matter whether their like entire team graduated or not, it's yours to lose. Yeah. Like I saw a couple kids from BU transferred. I know someone went to Ohio state and like those sorts of things. So I'm, I'm very confused by that as well. Um, I want to, I saw that UNH was like pretty far down the hockey East poll as well and I I might get fired for this (laughs) but I'm gonna say it because I think that I'm gonna get very deep for a second one of my favorite but least favorite things about myself is that I am willing to throw it all out there whether other people like it or don't and if I lose my job for this I don't think that anybody's gonna listen to this they might I don't know I think that UNH they have an issue. I love Mike Souza. I really do. But I think that he is the reason mm-hmm. that this team isn't as good as they could be. Um, and this is going to be, I think, the first season with all of his recruits. So this is a very, like, defining yeah. season for him. Because, you know, before this year, there were still people coming in from Dickie Millie's recruiting class and stuff like that. So I think that this is absolutely a statement year for him because this team hasn't been as good as they should be. And they've had a lot of talent. You know, we had a kid who was on team USA last year. We have Angus Crookshank who is with the senators and doing all of this stuff. Jackson Pearson's unreal. Um, we just, we have a lot of talent. Mike, Mike Robinson was drafted mm-hmm. by the sharks. Like there's, there's been a lot of people that have come in and out of this program who I think that should have made us a lot better but I think that a lot of kids don't really want to play for him because he's just so serious and hardcore all the time. He's one of those coaches that's like, you have to be clean shaven. Your hair has to be cut. No hats in the weight room, like those sorts of coaches. And it's like, these kids are 18 to 23, 24 years old, depending on juniors. And it's like, I think that when you have kids that age, you can't really be that military style coach, like Bill Belichick or, you know, whomever. Yeah. I think that you need to let people grow playoff beards and wear a hat in the weight room and things like that and sort of rally your team behind you. And I'm obviously these kids came to this school to play for this coach because that's who they wanted to play for. This was the best offer that they got, but he's had so much talent that I don't think he's properly utilized, especially coming from like yeah. the Dickie Millie area with, you know, Marcus Vela, Ars Nazarian, like all those kids a couple years ago, um, Anthony Wise, like those, those kids were unreal and he had so much talent and we just went nowhere. So my concern is that, you know, he's just, he's being too tough on these kids and not letting these kids be kids to the point where they want to play hockey and have fun. Um, so like I said, I might get fired for that if I do. Um, thanks for my time at UNH. If I don't, awesome. I, I love being, you know, I love being a part of the UNH hockey scene, but I think they should absolutely be better than what they are right now. And I'm really hoping that with this being the first season of all of Mike Souza's recruits alone, that they might make a run for it. Do I think that they will? No, but should they? Absolutely. 
See, I feel like that's another reason that I think UMass has been so successful. You know, again, they're obviously a newer hockey program, but I think Greg Carvel has done such an amazing job. Like he gets just as much notoriety as all those kids do. And like rightfully so, like that's his team. Like he knows what he's doing. I think there's definitely like, I don't know what goes on the locker room, but there's definitely some sort of like actual respect going on there, you know? And he just seemed like a generally like good guy who, wants his players to like have fun you know that UMass team like again I'm not a UMass fan but I was cheering for them because you know Massachusetts whatever but no I think they're going to be dangerous for a while for that reason and I think it starts with him and I think that's another reason with like UNH it comes down to like coaching and leadership and whatnot and like you're saying like you need to let kids be kids to a certain point yeah I think that having fun is a huge part of why kids want to play college sports or, you know, go to the next level or whatever. It's not, it's not a job for them yet. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. not like a, I have a family to provide for. I need to put food on the table. I have, you know, rent, blah, blah, blah. They can still have fun. And that's why people continue to play sports they care about in college, even if they think they're not going to go pro, or even if they are like, well, I could, but I'm also chasing a degree. I think that that's something huge yeah. in college sports. Um, I also put in our notes, do we think the hockey East dynasty is dead? And just because I think that they had last year at the start of the season, I want to say they had five teams in the original AP poll. And I think this year they're down to three, maybe four from what I looked at today. And I I honestly think that in in the frozen four last year, there were three Minnesota teams and one hockey East team. They were luckily, they were lucky to escape with that victory. So I, I personally think that the hockey East dynasty is dead. Obviously this is where a lot of the, you know, talent and stuff comes out of from the NHL, but I don't think that it's going to be as dominant as it used to be. I used to consider it, you know, the SEC of college hockey, and I, I don't believe that anymore. Yeah, I would say I'm looking at that poll right now, and yeah, it's just a lot of Minnesota on here. Again, like obviously UMass at the top, but then you have like St. Cloud, Michigan, a bunch of Minnesota, North Dakota, Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin is too high on this poll. They have they it at 11. Are. I don't think. No, Wisconsin are. is not 11. <laughs> yeah. Same with Providence. Providence is 12. I don't know if I'd say Providence is 12, but I agree with you. I think the hockey East is definitely starting to die down in terms of like completely dominating the whole league. So yeah, it will be I, fun to watch. I think, I think this will be a good season just because you do have a lot of new faces in. It'll be interesting. I have very low expectations for BU just because again, they have, mm-hmm. most of those guys transfer out. I'm not really a hundred percent sure why. Yeah. So that should be interesting to see how that plays out. But yep. yeah, I don't have the highest of expectations for BU. Yep. I I agree with you. Um, starting to wrap up our show, we are going to move to our Boston Tea Party segment. Um, so if you obviously follow me on Twitter. We talked about Jack Rowlett last week, and I know that people are going to send him this. And hello, Jack, if you are listening. Um, hey. Uh, so Jack, I posted a video, which we talked about last week, of him that I thought was so funny, of him being like, oh, I just drank, you know, nine beers in eight seconds. And he quote tweeted it and was like, oh, I know the guy. If you, like, want to message him, whatever. And so I messaged him. He was so sweet. Asked me out on a date was and was like, can I get your number? X, Y, Z. Texted back and forth like three or four times. And <laughs> he ghosted me and then kept liking my tweets. 
kept liking tweets that we were mentioned in and stuff like that and just never responded and didn't reply to anyone who was like asking him questions about it. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, what was the point of you one pretending to ask me out two doing it publicly and privately if you were going to ghost me after five or six text messages are you clout chasing were you not interested was it something that i said like be a man use your chest use your words like it's not that hard and my most important point here is that when i quote tweeted that video and i said i want to be this kid's best friend I said the word friend for a reason. I didn't say girlfriend or I want to go out with this kid or whatever. So you know what? You can take my pity friendship and shove it up your ASS. And that's how I fucking feel. <laughs> Do you have any? I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know what direction this is going to be taken. But just anyone you can shove it up your ass is like my favorite way for that to end. I I don't know all the details, obviously there. But. I'm like, okay, so like I said, friend on purpose at first, and then like I kept seeing these videos of him, and I was like, okay, he's cute, he's funny, like he's not the hottest guy in the world, but like he's hilarious, and I'm like a personality person. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'll give this kid a chance. He's saying he's gonna come to Boston, and he literally said to me, he said. I've been meaning to come to Boston and a date with you sounds like a good enough excuse for me to go. So were you like gaslighting me? Are you a gaslighter? I said friend on purpose and I was willing to give you a chance and you fucking blew it. So you know what? Adios, brethren. I I know that someone's going to send you this. So hi, if you're listening, don't Mercury retrograde your text. Text me your way into this. Get the fuck out. I'm over it. I'm done. Sergio Perkovic or bust. <laughs> Is this like mic worthy drop. of a mic drop? Yes. <laughs> I was like, that. it always comes back to Sergio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Sergio Perkovic or bust. Never hear any of this. <laughs> Honestly, I know someone's going to send him this, but I would rather die alone at this point. So um, that's all I have to say about that. Sarah, do you have any tweets of the week? He's lucky I'm not drinking tequila because I'd really lay into it. <laughs> Honestly, that was a lot tamer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Good for me, um, keeping it tame. I mean, isn't that what I'm known for? <laughs> I say of the two of us, God knows. <laughs> I behaved. Yeah. I kept God, it, I, kept it I have any tweets of the week. You did keep it PG. I'm happy. I'm very happy. You even spelled here. ass. I didn't even say it. I spelled it. A-S-S. A-S-S. Okay. <laughs> I have a few tweets of the week, but do you have any while I look for these? I do. Oh, okay. I don't think I do. Okay. Um, I think I read... Did I read the Hello Damsel tweet last week? I don't know. Okay, so my first thing this week is I have two hinge things to start off. So (laughs) one of my pictures on my hinge profile is me with a Nesson microphone covering a game. And some kid messaged me and he goes, you sang at a hockey game? (laughs) And I was like, First of all, if I was singing, it wouldn't be with a nested microphone. Second of all, you can clearly see the player's jersey next to me in this picture. And I'm just so confused. Also, I can't sing for shit. So 
what? <laughs> and then my next DM of the week, this kid, same picture on Hinge. This picture, I don't know what it is this week. Apparently okay. it's getting like a lot of recognition. And he just goes, it's the <laughs> Nesson microphone with me at a game, whatever. And he just goes, Photoshopped, sad face. And I decided, <laughs> I decided to waste the right swipe on him because his profile said five okay. foot four. So I responded to the Photoshop thing. He's five four. And I said, I'm sorry, I can't hear your chirps from down there. <laughs> Did he respond? Why did he even say no, that? He, blo- he, he unmatched me. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I probably would too. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so that was that. That was my favorite thing I did this week. Next, someone in my DM request, his first message to me said, live fast, <coughs> eat ass. And then his next message says, Will you narrate my advertisements for me? What? <laughs> he like his first message says, live fast, eat ass. And then like a couple hours later, he like messages me again and he goes, Will you narrate my advertisements for me? What what is he selling? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Um so that was that. Uh, my next favorite tweet of the week, someone today says your failed hinge dates provide too much entertainment value. Oh my Um, God. I saw that. (laughs) That was so great. So great. Um, someone else messaged me this week and said, considering you're literally a hick disguised as a woman. Fantastic. And then my last but not least favorite tweet of the week. Someone tweeted me today, well, like fucking the middle of the night last night and said, can I tell you something? I'm going to anyway, not sure why I asked. You're beautiful. And I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but you have crazy girl eyes, at least in your PFP. It's cool. No disrespect. What? (gasps) Do I have crazy girl eyes? I'm going to tell you anyways. And he hosts a hockey podcast. He hosts a hockey podcast. And then I looked because I was like, is this a random person? It's literally another podcast. I know. <laughs> like, what? So like, I, is like, it like. <laughs> and making that tweet from the hockey, like from the podcast accounts, what kills you? Like, you, you couldn't even do that from your personal. Like, that reflects on all of you. <laughs> we say, we've said this before and we'll say this again. Use your fucking burner. <laughs> use a burner. Just like, just use a burner. That's it. Like imagine tweet, like tweeting someone like that from our podcast account. Like, oh, by the way. <laughs> oh my God. Can <laughs> I copy? Such a weird look. Sarah, as soon as we get off of this call, I'm going to copy and paste his tweet from our account to their account. Do it. Please I'm do it. I'm literally going to. Our first podcast beef. <laughs> podcast on podcast war. War crimes will yes. be commit. <laughs> this is war Um, do you have any closing remarks nope I think we covered them all um my closing remarks are Jack Rowlett you're not even cute and I'm going to go live tweet survivor so come nerd out with me I have my Jeff I have my Jeff probes prayer candle trained to go (laughs) um 
that's all that's all I have to say so Sarah if you have nothing else to say or, or is this is this is this the episode I think that's the episode all right well we love you guys have a good weekend happy Saturday and keep on sipping y'all we'll see you next week Wake up in the morning, check the time, and then the vibes move. Peanut butter curves with jelly above the thigh. Tell them no free sample if they ever want to try. Gotta buy the whole damn pie if you ever want to slice. That's the truth. Only tell the truth. What the hell you do? You got that juice. Fresh squeeze to Q. I can tell you new, and it ain't just you. Girl, it ain't just you. It's your whole damn crew. Got the haters on mute, because they love that view. Keep looking at you. Ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays and Celsius. <laughs> With your hosts, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go. Uh.